Welcome to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast, created especially for introverts, empaths, and highly sensitive entrepreneurs to help you build, grow, and scale a successful, sustainable business. I'm your host, Emma Louise Parks, business and mindset coach for ambitious introverts. After 17 years working as an air traffic controller, the ultimate fast-paced, high-stimulus, extrovert-friendly role, my mission now is to show introverts that they too can create big results and success because of who they are, not in spite of it. I focus on introvert-friendly business and marketing strategy to help you switch overwhelm for clarity, confidence, and clients. Welcome to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast. I'm Emma Louise and welcome to episode four of this very special How I Think About series. So hopefully you've had a chance to catch some of the others, but I'm essentially just sharing the insides of my brain around certain topics that are relevant to us in online business. So this isn't a how-to, it's not educational, it's not a this is right, this is wrong. It's literally just sharing my thought processes around certain things that we do in business and how I like to approach it. Some of the ways that I have approached these things that maybe haven't worked out so well for me, some of the ways things have changed from lessons that I've learned, some of the ways I've thought about things from mentors or coaches that I've worked with. And I'm just sharing this in a really organic way because hopefully you may hear something in it that sparked you to change the way you think about something that is, you know, of benefit to you and your business. Or maybe it just reconfirms to you that you are set on your thoughts and beliefs and, you know, these don't gel with you. So take what you need, leave what you don't, and essentially just treat this as bit of a perspective change and being able to you know, see inside someone else's brain and just see how it works for them around these things. Now, as an introverted business owner who serves introverts in mainly online businesses, of course, social media is going to be something that is a big topic. It's something that I discuss with every client. It's something that's been a huge journey for me myself. So in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing how I think about social media. So on a personal level, I honestly think social media is a bit of a waste of time and there's no judgment there. If you are someone that uses it on a personal level and you enjoy it, that's great, but everyone is different. And for me, I've never really understood it. I I prefer a bit more depth in things. So I really like reading people's emails, especially when they're long emails. I really like blogs. I love podcasts. Again, you know, longer the better. I listen to Tim Ferriss. He's quite often over two hours. So social media just doesn't really do it for me. I don't need the kind of dopamine hit of being entertained and things changing every few seconds. And in fact, I find that a little bit overstimulating and, and overwhelming. So I've never really gotten into it. I tried Facebook in 2006 when it was kind of quite early in the UK and someone had recommended it to me because they'd opened a, an account and it was like a, a new thing and I tried it, but I didn't get it. I, I just didn't really get it. I was like, I don't, I don't know this. Maybe it's the introvert in me, but the put in the status and sharing what you're thinking. I'm like, well, why wouldn't I just send that to the friend that I wanted to know 
what I was thinking rather than to everyone. So I didn't really get it. So I deleted it not long afterwards. And then in 2013, I played around with Instagram when it was also new. I used to subscribe to Vanity Fair magazine. There was an article in Vanity Fair. I remember this so clearly. I was in Dubai. I was reading this article in Vanity Fair, 2013, about Instagram and how it was this hot new, you know, startup and all of this. And I was immediately interested because of the filters. So when I was younger, I always wanted a Lomography camera, like a Diana F or something like that, where you get really cool effects. And the original filters on Instagram looked just like those. So I was hooked. So I got Instagram, downloaded it on my phone, had no idea what I was doing, but just like posted pictures of the dog and the cat with these filters and stuff. And it was kind of fun for a while. And then, you know, it wasn't fun anymore. And then the filters start to change and become like, you know, weird makeup things. And so that experiment ended as well. So I kind of you know, gave them a go and they didn't really do it for me. So I hadn't really been on there for a long time until I started the business. Also, I didn't really enjoy video. I don't love consuming video. You know, some courses that I've done that are very video heavy, I find it, I find it quite a lot. I'm in front of a screen a lot during the day with, with clients and obviously creating like my newsletter and and different things. So I don't love spending a ton of time in front of the screen. So consuming video is not really a thing for me. So things like Reels or TikTok, just they've never had that appeal. Again, that's not to say that they're wrong. There's anything wrong with them. I people that love them and enjoy them and they find it a really nourishing way to spend their time. But for for me and my preferences, it just doesn't, doesn't really do it. So that's how I think about social media on a personal level. It's just never really been a priority. But I do think about it very differently for business now. At first, I didn't. So when I first opened my accounts for business, I really thought that showing my face was really vain because I thought it was like taking a selfie, which I didn't get at the time. I'm like, why? Why do I have to show my face for people to trust me to hire me as a coach? So bear in mind, I come into the online space as well with a lot of coaching experience already and a couple of certifications. And I, I just, it didn't make sense to me. I'm like, why do I have to be, you know, sharing what I eat for breakfast or what I look like that has no impact whatsoever on the experience that I can deliver for clients. But as I started to understand marketing much more, I realized that showing your face as a business owner is very different because it's not just for vanity. There's anything wrong with vanity, but it does create trust. And then I started to realize that actually people that I had hired previously, I had always seen their faces, you know, on their websites or or if I checked out their social media or even on their emails on the footer. So I was like, okay, it does create trust. So I, I changed my mindset around that. And now I think of it as, you know, this is a gateway for people to be able to see who I am and, and decide if they trust me. So social media essentially is free marketing on a global level that as a society we've never had access to before. So I do think of it as a gift. Someone said that quote years ago that social media is a gift and I really absorbed that and looked for my own way to find truth in that because at the time I felt like it was difficult and I felt like it was the enemy And I wanted to believe it was a gift because that is a much nicer way to approach it. 
So I've decided it's a gift because it's free, because of the reach that it has and because of the potential that it has. So that is definitely something I think. I think of it as a gift. I never grudge having to go on there because I'm very intentional with it, which you know, maybe I'll talk about in a bit, but I decide that it's a gift and then I'm always grateful for that gift and the impact that it has on my business. Even if I don't love it, I don't love to spend time on it. You know, it's not something that I find fun or enjoyable, but from a business point of view, it is absolutely, absolutely a gift. So I do think that it can cause issues with things like comparisonitis, with imposter syndrome, procrastination. It's very easy to see what our competitors or other people in our field are posting. You know, we never had access to that. Maybe someone had a website or something, but we've never had such up-to-date and in-depth access into someone else's life that we don't really know. And because of that, I think it's really easy for us to make assumptions and create a story around their life and their business and their success that can send us into a spiral. But quite often, the story we've created is completely incorrect, like completely. So the example of this, you know, blew up a few years ago that I think of the Rachel Hollis thing where she's putting a podcast out with her husband about like marriage and how to have a great marriage and all of this. And then a few weeks later, they announced that they're divorcing and they've been having trouble for a long time. And a lot of people were really disappointed because they felt that they put on a facade to try and, I don't know, sell a course or sell an event or something like that. But the fact is, that's just the proof that we never know if what's been posted on social media is true. So I think it's really important to remember. And I always, you know, even open up the app, always think, okay, this is someone's very curated highlight reel. It's not fact. It's not every detail and fact of their life. It's almost like the best bits. Like when I used to take photographs as a kid, if we went on holiday, you know, we'd take photographs and then we'd get them back from the developer and there would be, I don't know, like half of them were good and half of them someone got their eyes closed or the flash didn't work or or whatever. And then I'd get an album and I'd put them in the album, but I wouldn't put them all in. Like I'd just put the ones that I liked and the colour was good and I looked nice and someone was smiling or whatever. And it's very much like that with social media, but it's easy to forget because we feel like we've got this intimate access to people. So I think it's important to remember that it is very curated and that we're only seeing kind of the tip of the iceberg and what's on, what's on the surface, really. So I do think that, like I say, social media is, it is a gift. And I do think that as part of a marketing ecosystem for a business, it is fantastic. It's helpful. It's free. It's a great way to reach new audiences. But I always think of it as a small part and that my business and my marketing is set up in such a way that if I lost a social media account, it got closed down or whatever, like, yeah, it would be annoying, but it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't be catastrophic. It wouldn't have a massive impact on my revenue. So most of my marketing is on proprietary platforms. So platforms I own, like podcasts, my email list, the podcast goes on the blogs, obviously I own the website, that kind of thing. So while social media is a fantastic way for me to share like snippets of that content, like snippets of the podcast episodes, for example, to bring the right people to my audience. It's not the end destination. I never think of it as 
creating anything just for social media. I think of it like a medium and a channel, which it is, but I take content that I've already created and adapt it to share on there, such as like podcast clips. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't adapt my entire content strategy based on what's popular on social media, if that makes sense, because that changes so quickly and trends, trends come and go all of the time. And I see people spend a lot of time, money and energy on trying to keep up with the trends and then realizing that it's moved on already and it's something new or that actually they've done this and it hasn't had a massive impact on their business anyway. So yeah, trends change and and that's great. But if you have a solid content strategy where you are consistently sharing value, you're allowing people to get to know, like, and trust you, you're inviting them to work with you and, you know, sharing about your offers, then it doesn't really matter where you share that info as long as it's reaching the right people. So I don't get caught up in like trying to go viral or, you know, I've, I've got a very niche audience. So going viral is not helpful to me particularly. I don't worry about things like trending audio or the latest hashtags or whatever, because quite honestly, that drains me. Like that's not why I started my business. So I like to use my time and energy to create content for these platforms that I own. And I put a lot of thought and time and effort into those to make sure that there's there's really valuable content there. And then I share that on social media to help grow my audience. So that's how I kind of think of it. Like I say, really is like a medium for getting my other content out there rather than something that I'm a slave to or that I have to create in a certain way to fit into to fit into that mold. So Another thing I always have to think with social media, I th- I, this one is in my brain now, but it, it took a while. It's a conversation that I've had with clients quite a lot, but I constantly had to remind myself that it's created by extroverts for extroverts, which is absolutely fine. But that means that I know and accept that I'm less likely to get engagement and likes on my post because my audience are introverted. Now, it's important because Otherwise, I can start making myself wrong or I can start thinking that my content is bad or saying not enough people liked it and making it mean something. But I can't compare a like-for-like comparison of my audience to an extroverted audience because they behave completely differently. So lots of people in my audience will lurk, they will read everything, but they won't like or comment. And I do exactly the same with some accounts that I follow. I consume everything that they put out but they probably don't know I exist and that's fine. So a handful of likes versus other people, maybe with a similar size audience to me getting dozens or scores of likes is okay because I understand that my audience acts differently and I don't make that mean anything. So that's something I always have to think. The algorithm, the trends, the you know nine second reels, the snappiness, the explore page on IG, all of that it's designed for extroverts. So it's okay if my people don't interact with it in that way. And I think it's important as well to think about social media as where makes the most sense, where is it easiest to find your ideal client? So for some people that could be Instagram, for other people, it's absolutely LinkedIn. For some people, it will be Facebook groups. And that would differ really, you know, based on your niche and your services. TikTok's obviously become really popular. A lot of people have grown big audiences on there. Does big audiences mean lots of revenue and lots of clients? Not necessarily. Will it work really well for some businesses? 
Absolutely. Are there some businesses that it won't work well for? Yeah, of course. So the same with any platform. It's really going to work best by focusing on the right place. Like, where are your people? And I also think that no one needs to be everywhere. Like if you are at a stage in business where you've got that much support that you can have that kind of omnipresence and have people posting and be on every platform and it doesn't impact your bottom line and it's not affecting your energy, then great. But if like most people, time, energy is the limited resource, then absolutely you do not need to be everywhere. You just need to choose the places that make the most sense for your audience and choose the places where you are most likely to find new audience members. So to wrap up, I guess I think of social media as it's like a nice little bonus in the marketing world, like a nice little free bonus that we can get really great returns from. But I, I do think that we have to set limits and be very intentional about its use, decide how much time we're going to dedicate to it. Because remember, it is literally designed to keep us on there. The whole purpose of, you know, the everlasting scroll or certain colors or noises being used is to keep us on there because the longer we're on there, the longer, you know, we scroll, the more money they make through ads and all of that. So it is a business, but I think that the fact that it is free, we can absolutely be intentional and use it in some really great ways. But remembering that if our purpose is to get on there quickly, do what we need to do and get off, that's the complete opposite purpose to the people that have designed it who want to keep us there for a really long time. So I do think it's a wonderful addition to our marketing, really great for our business. But like I say, the intentionality is key. So I hope that you have found that useful and maybe taken something from that. But that is literally when I'm going about my day to day, when I'm thinking about content, when I'm thinking about marketing, when I'm structuring out the business tasks. When I'm looking at any of these things and I'm thinking about social media, those are the types of thoughts that are going through my head. So thank you again for tuning in and I really hope you're enjoying this How I Think About series and I will be back with you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast with me, Emma Louise Parks. If you enjoy this show, please, please subscribe, rate and leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, one lucky reviewer each month will win a 60-minute one-on-one coaching session with me, where you'll get the clarity and confidence to attract your ideal clients. And if you know someone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share and help me reach as many fellow ambitious introverts as possible.